On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the chance to chat with Jaime Zabidi. Jaime is an Amazon expert. He has scaled multiple Amazon brands. He scaled in a bunch of different ways. And we really got into the nitty gritty of what is actually working on Amazon right now. We talked about a tool that you have to have to actually be successful uh, on Amazon. So if you are thinking about making that move in 2022, which I highly recommend that you guys diversify your traffic. Uh, I've been talking about this a ton, diversify your traffic and diversify your sales. This is the time to do it. Uh, You guys are gonna love this episode. Hey guys, before we begin, I wanna talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month. And that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time. And hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West, Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, back with another episode and I think you guys are going to love this one. We actually have not talked Amazon in a long time. It's very interesting timing too. All of our brands were uh, moving over uh, to Amazon as well, not exclusively over to Amazon, but uh, we're, we're moving into um, some FBA with those brands to try to move them uh, back in and purchase with us. Uh, So this is incredible timing to chat with somebody who I had a random chat with about three or four months ago. And I said, man, you got to come on this podcast. You are just perfect material for this podcast. So without further delays, welcome Jaime Zabidi. Thank you, Jordan. Great to be here. Very excited. Love your podcast. Yes, yes. I'm super pumped to have you on here all the way from uh, New York City. So I am, uh, we're about, you know, we're, we're quite a distance away. I'm, I'm just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. And culturally everything, it's a, it's a huge distance away. But uh, I know we're going to have an awesome conversation. So for people who know nothing about you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I've been in the Amazon space for the past 12 years. It's actually the second job that I ever had. Started out of desperation. I just needed to try to figure out how to work for myself and build my own business. So I put some stuff on Amazon. Started doing very well. It was clothing. And it just started growing. I started ordering more and more. And then I built the whole business. I started importing from China, 
I, I trademarked my name, started growing it, and I've been uh, just keep trying to increase uh, the SKU count and the sales. And I lived off that for many years. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I actually sold my brand. I could have got a lot more for it now, now that there's all these aggregators offering a lot of money uh, for Amazon stores. But thank God I did good. And uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm actually, I partner with, uh, I've, I've been partnering with big accounts, big uh people that have exclusives to certain name brands and, you know, trying to build uh, seven, eight bigger businesses uh, with them. And thank God it's been good. We've, we have a lot of success, a lot of different items. So Jaime, mean, walk, walk me through what that looks like exactly for, for people who are listening to this. Mostly these are people who own their own brands. They're on Shopify for the most part, mostly Shopify plus brands, and, you know, and, and they don't have a ton of experience with Amazon, right? They look at Amazon and they're like, no, I don't want all that third party you know, we're not going to get any data from this. They aren't our customers. They're Jeff Bezos's customers. Talk to me about why those people should move over to Amazon. Oh, yeah. So Amazon, there's just so much potential there. I, I don't know about you. Everything I buy so many things on Amazon. My wife buys everything on Amazon. The whole world from Corona, everyone learned how to shop online. And a lot of people, most people have an Amazon account and it's just so easy. And there's no reason to make the customer have to look hard for you. Like if, if they're shopping there, some of what, like if I'm, if I have a few things I need to buy, I'll type each one in on Amazon until, and, and I'll buy each one of them. Like, why do I have to go to another site? And yeah, there's some people that are comfortable on just buying off of Google and Shopify. There's a lot of people like that, but the Amazon customers who are comfortable with just pay with Amazon, Amazon and it's going to come in two days. Like you don't want to miss out on Amazon is the biggest shopping. It's the biggest search engine in the world for, for shopping. And there's a, there's also, I forget the percentage, but I heard a very big percentage of Google searches contain the word Amazon. Also, like a lot of people, mm. like you can't not be on Amazon. You got to try it. You got to give it, you got to give it an attempt and like a real attempt, you know, like invest something into building a beautiful listing, show it to the world. So what are the things people need to know, Jaime? Like when, when they're looking at moving over to Amazon and they're like, okay, all right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my products on Amazon. Is it just that simple as putting your products on Amazon? Or do you recommend that people use fulfillment by Amazon? What walk me through that? So one hundred percent you use fulfillment by Amazon. I've seen it firsthand. I've gotten products ranked to the top pages for very big terms, you know, like two, three hundred thousand people searching for it, like Bluetooth speakers. And once these people sold out of their FBA listing, they had also merchant fulfilled, which is drop shipping. So their drop shipping listing took over because the FBA was sold out. And all of a sudden you see Amazon pushes them down three pages. But it makes sense to Amazon, wow. like why why would I want to feature you on my front page? If you're not really a partner with us, you're not partners with the Amazon uh, fulfillment, you know, like they'd rather show something where they make more money off of, where they know the customer is going to be happy, get it in two days. So you'll sell, yeah. you automatically sell more when it's FBI. Yeah. Yeah. That totally, totally makes sense. So just, just so everybody knows, you know, comparatively, right? Like FBA is then qualifies for prime. You can qualify for prime outside of FBA, but it's very difficult. Like not something that I would recommend people go and do right away. 100%. You can, you can get a seller fulfilled prime badge, but I've seen so many people mess up with that. If you have a few, if you have a few orders that are late, the, you know, you get penalized and also you don't get the same protection with actual fulfilled by Amazon. Like if somebody orders, if a customer orders something from FBA and their neighbor steals the package or it doesn't get delivered, I still get paid. Amazon takes that because they're yeah. in charge of the shipping. Now, if I'm going to ship it, yeah. I'm screwed. That's it. I now I need 
need to give them a new item and a full refund. You know what I mean? I take the hit. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Jaime, walk me through, let's let's talk Amazon SEO here. Walk me through what you need to do to rank for a product and how easy or difficult that is. So you need to look at the competition. Amazon, you know, thankfully they give you a lot of data about like you can see how strong other listings are doing and how, and you can like kind of estimate their sales and you can see this guy knows what he's doing. He's selling X amount of units a day. Let me pull all his keywords that he's showing for on Amazon. So I'll pull the keywords that this guy is showing up for. And then we'll see, you know what? Most of the sales are coming from page one. So I'll, I'll filter down from 20,000 keywords that this guy is somewhere all over Amazon. And I'll filter it down to 1,000 or 500. And then we'll look at how many people are actually searching for this term, like the, the search volume. And we'll build those terms into the Amazon listings. And I'm not sure how it works with Google um, and Shopify, but Amazon definitely takes into account when things are in a phrase format. They also like they'll put words yeah. together even if they're separated. But if you're going after a specific phrase, that's the search term. You want to have that in your title and your bullets and your keywords. That's what you're targeting. Should your image t name be like the the file name also be the keyword? So that's listen. It, sometimes it's hard for people to do that when they have a lot of listings going on, but that's definitely something recommended. You know, that's a, it's a great move, but there's also people that they have so many more things to improve. You know what I mean? Like maybe their pictures aren't good or, or their, maybe their listing isn't good and, and it's just bad quality and they have bad reviews. Like what do you do when an item has a three star average? Do you want to invest in that mm. and continue to try to build it up? If you know that there's something wrong with it, you know, like you, like there's so many different and you got to make sure the pictures are perfect because they're comparing, they're looking at all other people right next to you. You have to have something special about you. Maybe you can't, maybe you can't catch up with all the reviews that they have, but you should have a good price, a competitive price and a, and a nice image that stands out. They can't, they can't touch it. They can only look at the picture and that's how they see, wow, let me see the quality through that picture. How do people get reviews to start? Like what, what does that process look like? So reviews are very, uh, very necessary with Amazon. You don't need as many as like there's people that have so many reviews. You don't need so many, but you need to have 10, 20 reviews just so people know that it's a real product. Like nobody's going to want to buy something that yeah. doesn't have any reviews. And really the, you don't want to buy reviews ever. You don't, you don't mess around with that. Amazon is a shark. They're smart. That's all. That's what they're trying to do every day is trying to find people that are buying and manipulating reviews. So the best way is you make more sales. You have to push it. And even like when you first launch a product, you want to reel the customers in and just show Amazon that it's a strong product. So you would put it at a, at a low price. You don't need to make money on mm. it in the beginning. In the beginning, you just want to build up those sales. You want to get hundreds of sales. So you get X amount of reviews and you kickstart your listing. Yeah. You know, the other way is just if you're going to do it slow, okay, maybe after a few months, you'll have a couple reviews. But like, why are you like, don't you want to see what the data shows now? And, you know, hopefully in a few months, the reviews come in good. But sometimes people wait and they do it very slow and steady. And that's their that's what they're banking on. And three months down the road, they find out that the product has all bad reviews and people don't like it. So I, f I feel like it's better to do it very quick and just get your product out there, get it at a competitive price, make sales, 
you. Don't worry about the profit in the beginning. You're building up the, you're building up momentum. You're building up, uh, it's like you're, it's like you're opening up a coffee shop and you're giving people you know, this day only. We're having free coffee, you know, build, get people there. Get yeah. To listen. Yeah. Is there like a group of people that you can send things to, to review? Years ago, years ago, that used to be, uh, it, it, at one time, 10 years ago, it was, it was kosher, it was good, you could do it. Then they kept making it strict, like every year, a little bit more strict. And now you never do that. You know, you don't, I actually, when I first started, I got suspended because my brother-in-law left me a review on, on a product and he had a totally wow. different, totally different name, different address. I live in Jersey. He lives in Brooklyn. And they caught us, I think, from Facebook. And we were connected. Holy cow. And they suspended my account. And I'm, I'm doing, I'm living off my, my, I'm living off this. And all of a sudden, I'm on a, I'm on a holiday vacation with my family. And I get a phone call from Amazon. Hi, uh, yeah, we saw that you were doing something with reviews. When we hang up this phone call, we're going to suspend you. And I'm like, this is all my, this is my income right here. Like, I was flipping out. Oh, my gosh. It was, it's a heart attack, you know? It's, and it took uh, a month to fix. I lost a lot of money from that. You never want, you never mess around with reviews you, you build a good product you get beautiful images blast it with ads in the beginning get all the data and and get sales and the reviews will come you could ask the customers the real customers for a review after they bought it but you can't ask people to buy your product to leave a review that's uh no way you never want to do that yeah <laughs> good to know scary scary couple more questions for you. Give me some best practices on product photos. What what should product photos look like and and how are you, you know, selling that click with the product photos? So, really you look at the competition and you see what's working for them. You can see you can see wow, this guy is one of the best sellers and he's showing infographics and he's pointing out X, Y, and Z. So you you also want to point out X, Y, and Z. And hopefully you you have better things that you can point out. And uh, pictures are the most important thing because like I can get an item shown anywhere on Amazon and build it up. But like once it's showing there, the picture is the final decision. You know, the picture and the price and as long as it doesn't have bad reviews. But like they need to see a very good picture. Like I'll use uh, like PicFu and, uh, and I'll pay people to, tell me which picture they like better and then I'll use that picture. Pictures are huge. Yeah. Pictures, videos, like that's that's your product. You want it to look like a magazine ad, like something beautiful. I mean, when you're doing uh, competitor research, are you using a tool or is this all just manual? So definitely use a tool. I, I like Helium 10. Helium 10 is an Amazon tool where you could basically pull people's keywords and you can uh, track their positions. So you can see, wow, my competitor is showing up for these spots. And then you can see where you're showing up for. And then like when you go up, they'll go down a little because there's like only a certain amount of spaces that they need. You know, if somebody's doing better, they, they need to push you down to make space. But yeah. also you have to use your brain. You can't just, you know, some people just automate. Like you have to actually look and see like what are the right words to put in and like, is it really relevant? And you know, like it, it, you, know, you got to use your brain. You got to really look and dissect each keyword and make sure that it's not, it's not, if you put the wrong words, it can mess up the entire listing. It can mess up the entire listing. Like I once uh, I had a color, some, a client had a, a color that was called uh, caviar red or something like that. That was the color name. So on Amazon, it shows the col colors, caviar or something. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at the ad advertising and Amazon is showing us for uh, Japanese food and like, and like uh, caviar oh. and like, and like fish, like, <laughs> 
and like we're wasting money on it and we're clothing we're not you know what i mean so like you really don't want to you got to put like very relevant terms you don't want to put junk in there you don't want to just spam it with uh you know like you see see some people's bullet points you can't read it there's a whole paragraph on each thing you want to see what is this what is this giving me what is this product not the whole uh, yeah whole newspaper article on it yeah that totally makes sense. I mean, walk me through how do how do um, uh, refunds and returns work on Amazon if you're using FBA? So when you so first of all, the customer there's a problem with Amazon. The one thing that really is the issue is when a customer gets an item, if they want to return it, a lot of times they'll say it's damaged, even though it's really not. And if that happens, Amazon will refund the customer, but they'll keep that Amazon fee that they took from you. So you know, if you sell hmm. a $20 item, they're going to take five, $6 from you and not give it back just because the customer, and then you get the item back in their fulfillment center. But usually yeah. if it's something that they just, you know, if they choose, they didn't like the color, didn't like thing, whatever, then you just get a ref- you just get the, you know what I mean? Like you don't lose out on that fee. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you have to then refund the, the whole amount back to the customer. Well, it's automated. It's FB. They don't have to talk. That's why, you know, like they handle the customers. They want to return it. Okay. The label prints out for them automatically. Like they, like they totally. Don't, and you don't have to worry about any of that. No, you don't even No, You just, you just want to look at it and see, you know, like what was the reason? Maybe it's a new item. You want to see why people are returning it, get some feedback from them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jaime, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is working very hard. I feel like anyone could do anything. You know, I wasn't born very good at Amazon. I just spend all my time surrounded. I mean, you know, I'm at an Amazon event right now. I'm actually in a booth. I'm at an Amazon seminar and I'm, and I'm listening. If you learn one thing, it could change your whole business. And I'm constantly pushing and trying to grow, you know, like uh, there was a, there's a client that I teamed up with. And in, in September we did uh, 94,000 in sales. It's one product. And in October we did 204,000 in sales. So like double wow. the money, like, like I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about grinding and going to, to shows and networking and working late. You know, I have a family also, so I got to figure out how to manage both. But yeah, you know, you just got to hustle and put in the time. And, you know, if you, if you invest time in anything, you get good at it. Absolutely. Jaime, I got three more questions for you here. Uh, first question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? My favorite tool is Helium 10 for Amazon. Yes, Helium 10. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Well, make sure to put Helium 10 uh, in the show notes as well. Yeah, um, So you guys can tool. check that out if you're thinking about moving over. You could actually get, a, if you use the coupon uh, Jaime 10, you get 10% off for life. It's... Okay. It's very important because I, I'm an Amazon seller for years and I spend most of my time on that app because it gives you, it breaks down everything in an easy to read way. And it shows you a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to just see without, like, like one time I was selling jeans and I saw all of a sudden my sales dip and I'm selling 40, 50 pieces a day. And all of a sudden I see I'm selling 25 and I'm like, maybe it's just, you know, the nature, I don't know, sales are slowing down. But then I learned about, I learned more about how to, how keywords work and how ranking works. And somebody basically stole my spot. They did promotions. They got more sales than me. They went up in the search position and Amazon pushed me down and I wasn't tracking it because I didn't have a tool. It took me a while to build it back up. So you always want to, yeah. you always want to be tracking, you know, the data is everything. Wow. Crazy. Second question for you, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? 
favorite podcast. I listen to things on repeat a lot. I like I like Tony Robbins podcasts and seminars. I like Jim Rohn. I, I like a lot of motivational speakers and, and people that keep you inspired and just, you know, in a good head. That's the kind of stuff that I listen to. I listen to it all day. Awesome. Awesome. That's great, Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are those guys are great for inspiration as well. Last question for you, and this may uh, go back to what, what you were talking about with who you're listening to. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now, you get an hour with them, who would it be? Shoot, that's a very hard question. An hour with anyone? Tony Robbins. Guy was homeless and he awesome. went to being a millionaire in, uh, in a year or two, you know, living in his car to being one of the wealthiest guys. So. And he, and it's just all that's willpower, great. you know? It's actually when I went to one of his events and and that's what made me decide to really grow my Amazon business and go full force. And, you know, it was uh, right away. You just, you get, you get amped from it. You get, you get inspired, you know, you, you see it so clearly and you just go back and you do it. It's uh, he's really an incredible person and has inspired, I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people, just an incredible person. He actually has a house in the city I live in here. Oh yeah. In, uh, in Abbotsford. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah, so I'm not sure how often he's there, but uh, I know he flies private uh, into yeah. our airport, so. <laughs> One day we'll go, uh, we'll try to find him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jaime, uh, thank you so much for your time. Now, where and how can people work with you? Are you taking people on to work with? Uh, is this something you're just doing on your own? What, to talk me through that a little bit. So I, I like to keep myself as uh, not really an agency because I feel like me being able to speak to people daily and, and really strategize and go into their account, it, it's just a much better, like we just get much better results and growth. So like I don't work with everybody, but I'm definitely open to growing. And you know what I mean? I work with a lot of big companies and a lot of small companies also that we made big. So right now it's me and I have a few people under me, but you can look me up on LinkedIn, you know, Jaime Zabidi. Uh, I made a website, a personal website, just uh, as a contact, you know, just so people could find me with a little resume. I post my results, actually. I'm very into posting results online. So people, you know, like people, awesome. everyone could say they do good, but I could show you videos of what I'm doing. So uh, yeah, so find me totally. on LinkedIn. Results are really in the end all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> the rest is just salesmanship. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jaime, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time today. Uh, this was a great interview. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.